The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma's premier podcast production studio. To join Blackened Studios, find and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blackened Studios, or simply email them at podcast at blackenedstudios.com. Remember, it's Blackened. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of gay. How you doing, Texas? Oh, I'm feeling good, buddy. You're looking I, good, man. Thank you. I got the Roscoe's chicken. This is what happens. Ashy as always, but swole. Yes. See, okay, now for you guys like, man, this dude's ashy and doing a podcast. I'm oh, a martial yes. artist. Martial artist, we don't give a fuck. This is this is a perfect That's his excuse. Perfect scenario. If I put lotion on and I try to grab a some bitch and they slip out, that could lead to me getting my ass whooped. So I'd rather be ashy and have a tight ass grip. They get my ass whipped. But, but you look swollen ashy. Thank you. That's, thank that's, you. that's, that's, thank that's you. a 10 out of 10 for you. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, to, welcome back to everybody's favorite podcast. This is Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. I'm Elijah Bailey. And I'm Richard Taplin. Oh, dude, you sound kind of down in the dumps, brother. I have six days left before um, my, <laughs> my sober. I've been on okay. six, six days. It would be 30 days, so, uh, 30 days straight sober. Nice. And uh, it is a struggle. You sound like you're an alcoholic right now. You know what? I'm okay with that. Okay. I figure I, as long as I'm able to pay my bills, yeah. I'm not hurting anybody physically or emotionally. Yeah. Uh, I'm not putting anybody's life in danger. Mm-hmm. I'm not drinking and driving. Um, but yeah, I do like to drink. Yeah. And I haven't Tony Stark. I haven't had none in a while. And it's 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 hard. It's hard. I gotta give a shout out to Zach Robinson. Just turned thirty. <sighs> And I drank a shit ton last night. We had shots. Zach was sitting on the floor. Daniel Roberts was. <laughs> you about to say Danny Rand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daniel Roberts was. And they, everybody's having a good time. So it was fun celebrating Zach's birthday from like 10 till 2 a.m. Oh, wow. And I got that crucial call from the house like, where you at? Motherfucker, where you at? Yeah. I have not heard this front door open. Yeah. These dogs are barking. What did you, you sleep? What did what, what, you want? What did you want? Oh, okay, I'll be there in a minute. And she's like, she's like, no. Now, like you know that bullshit. Like, okay, I'm get, I'm going out the door. No, nigga, you too, you too far away from the door now. So, now, okay. like, I need to hear that car starting <laughs> up. No, that's your lip. So, but Zach, uh, his hangover is testament to how how much fun he had last night. It was cool. Got to meet another voice actor. Nice. And talked to a lot of people about different anime and art and everything else. So it's cool. Happy birthday, Zach! You're now Happy in the birthday, thirty Zach. club. Richard will be the next. Oh, that's my fuckers. Hey, you're right there. Uh, but before we get into this, today's show, today's guest is very special. She's an artist. She's a model. She's a birth doula. She plays bass guitar in a band with her boyfriend. It is a, they classified as a folk swag rap group. She also did for many years a rock and roll podcast. Uh, we are going to have the lovely, the amazing, the cultural expanding, the soul glittering, the tall, the dreaded Diana Doo-wop. joining us here today's show so prepare to have your minds blown and explore the psyche of a cali native on the elijah bailey show and before we start motherfucker can i tell you something what okay just for the listeners because you know I, I feel like i have a connection with the elijah bailey show listeners you do Thank even you. though you don't do <laughs> shit with them outside yeah. of that. it's like the basis of the show what really matters exactly exactly all the shit i do is yeah just yeah yeah and i think they that you know they, they feed know, off they me feel, yeah. like hey richard hey buddy so uh i started iron fist mm-hmm um, I'm on episode six. Okay. I'm nice. loving it. Thank you. Um, and then also, I have to say, because I've been talking about this particular game for quite some time now, mm-hmm. I finally beat Yakuza Zero. Okay. So you got out of the casinos, quit being a fucking, you know, like crack addict at the casino. Hey, I have money to do it, dude. 
How did, actually after the casinos, I didn't tell you about it. after the casinos, I started having all my own brothel. Yeah, yeah. And I, was, I, I, was, I figured that's I was the way that, that you whole thing. But yeah, I, I finally beat the game, and man, that that was uh, that was a bittersweet moment, man. That was a bittersweet moment. <sighs> It felt good, but, you, but there's still is there still more to do though? There's shit ton to do, okay, and so I try to go back in tune and do the open world. Yeah, and it just doesn't I feel can't the same. figure out. No, it's actually not too bad, but I okay. couldn't figure out how to switch persons. You know, you play as two different people. Okay, I couldn't figure out. How no, to switch. I don't know because I, uh, dear Sony, what up with that? I don't have enough fucking memory. Well, to you play. need to delete some shit, man. I know I you're do. not even playing that many games right now. No, but Witcher, Witcher Three has needs to be attention. gone. Oh, oh no, you're no, still, no. You're still yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, okay. fuck that. Because that's a long. I mean, it just gets longer and longer when you have the disc, and I erase everything off that bitch. But I'm just gonna like, bite the like, bullet. But that's I our challenge get, for next episode. I want, I want you to come up with a list of all the games you have that, I have that are on there right now. Are you on there? And I'm gonna do the same thing. Okay. And we're gonna figure out exactly what okay, what, what, what we need to do about your issues that you're having right okay. now. Okay. Because I feel for you, brother. Yeah. Because I, I want to play it. But let's head into the show. And we're back, folks. Before we get started, before we introduce our guest, we got to do this like we always do. Shout outs for the groups on Facebook that show us love each and every week. First off is the Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd Group. They've been supportive for at least over 30 shows when they first heard about the show. They always allow me to share the show with them. They always reach out and put it out there into the, the internet sphere. So thank you to the Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd. Thank you to the OKC Podcast community. Thank you to Podcasting Smarter. Thank you to the Black Nerd Squad. Thank you to Black Nerd Problems. And then I want to give a special thank you to the place where I write at, MyFantasySportsTalk.com. If you want to read any of my articles, the latest one was Iron Fist vs. Bane. That'll give you a good origin story of who Danny Rand is. It was actually a really good article, too, man. You read it? I actually oh, did. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Because I know you don't like reading. <laughs> I do not. I do. Yeah. As, and this is for the, for the folks. Me and Richard are, are, are real, real close, best friends, but he does not read. And for him, to, not even the show notes. Nope. Most of the time. So for him to actually read my article was, was amazing. No, so, it was, you did a really good job, man. Thank you. Probably. So. Let's not wait and waste any more time. We have Diana Duop with us here in the studio. How are you doing, Diana? I'm good. How are you? And we hear some noise in the background. What are you doing over there? I'm actually right now. I'm about to make some earrings. Earrings. Now, oh, okay. That sounds interesting. And to, we record on Sunday, so you know how creative you have to be to say, you know what? I'm gonna go down to the store and get some supplies to make some earrings. She is a creative yeah, I, spirit. When I woke up this morning, I was like, I think I kind of want to make some earrings today. So. <laughs> Dude, perfect. I mean, okay, and for me to give a little bit of background, I did the soft intro. I gave him a little bit of who you are, but Diana Duop. I think the first time that I saw anything from you was an actual video that was shared on Facebook in the Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd page. And it was about your artwork and yes. how you bring out the spirit and the livelihood of, of our childhood because today's society kind of overwhelms us. And we talked about this and things aren't <laughs> as fun as they used to. You kind of lose sight of who you are and, and where you come from and, and the things that you enjoyed. So can you tell us a little bit about your artwork first off? Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I'm a pop artist. Uh, most of my artwork is relatable in pop culture. I grew up in the nineties. So yes. a lot of it has, themes from the 90s um i like to draw and paint cartoons that i was inspired by growing up mm -hmm. 
Um, when I was a little girl, I used to draw a lot, and my mom would get me, you know, like those Nickelodeon how to draw books yes. and <laughs> things like that. So very early on, I became uh, fascinated with pop art. Um, but I do pop art with a twist. I try to always have some underlying meaning or some social, uh, political view in my work. And because um, it's like the easiest way for me to get my political message across with a little bit of sugar on it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. So, yeah. Um, I also, well, the painting, it started on its own over time because I went to fashion school and I learned a lot about color theory and I actually became obsessed with color and uh, paint before I was really into like drawing and painting. Yeah. And then I, uh, one day I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to start painting some more. And then it kind of just took off from there. (laughs) I think the very first painting that I saw was um, the powder toast man. And if you guys don't know who Powder yeah. Toastman is, that's that's a Renaissance that, classic. That's a classic. Having kids squeeze onto his butt cheeks when he takes off and yes. he's crying. The, so, so you that's were such a great show. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> and then I also saw uh, Babs and Buster Bunny from Tiny Toons, which a lot of people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that was one of my favorite shows growing up too. What, what did um, you like about it? The fact they had the old school Looney Tunes with the new kids, or, or what was it? Yeah, I liked that they had them. That, like they they were younger than the Looney Tunes, and they were actually like, you know, like actual kids mm-hmm. as opposed to you know Looney Tunes is pretty goofy. Yeah. And 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 Tiny Toons is goofy too, but they were like kids that went to school mm-hmm. and they did the things that you know I was doing, <laughs> and that's why I was like attracted to it. And then Babs uh, Babs Bunny, I've always related to Babs Bunny. There's just something about me that I feel like she has in her that in that character that I can totally relate to. She's pretty sassy, she is. sweet. And that's and that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm also I think the first picture I saw was a I think it's a collage one that Elijah shared actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I see the one that you did with Gerald from Hey yes. Arnold uh, with the don't, don't shoot. shoot. Yeah. Is, I'm, I'm assuming that's one of your takes on what you were saying earlier about how you uh, use the paint to also not just draw was, pictures but also illustrate illustrate what's going on in today's society as well. Yeah, and and those paintings, you know. When I painted those, I thought they were going to be relevant for like, because I was feeling that way. I was, um, I was a little upset about what's been going on in the country, yeah. and I was like, how can I, you know, get it out there? So I just came up with this concept, and I wanted to use like the kids because everyone that's been involved in these uh, shootings of these unarmed black men and women. Mm-hmm. You know, once upon a time, those those cops were children and yeah. those victims were children if they weren't children when they were getting shot at. Yeah. So it's like it's it's important for me to point that out that, like, you know, there's still some innocence there. And it was so easy when we were kids. Like, yeah. why can't we just get along as adults? You would think it would it wouldn't even be this way. But, but and this um, and that kind of goes back to what because we were talking as I was driving home and you were driving to Michael's. And we were just talking mm-hmm. about the way that society is is changing and molding the ideas. Because again, like when we were kids, it was a hundred percent different than what's going on now. Uh, the way that we yeah. thought, the way that we interacted. I mean, I still have a crew of guys I used to play street ball with 
that are most of them moved up to the Oklahoma City where we are now, and I can call them up or hang out with them and, and do everything else. But you see kids, like especially my students in martial arts, they have specific friends that they stick with, and then that might not even stick because they get old enough and people are saying, oh, well, why are you hanging out with this person? They do karate. That's not cool. That's not this. Or, you know, the parents might have a problem or issue with it. So I think it's very liberating to be able to put that on art and put that out there so people can actually take the time to kind of digest it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to remember where we came from. (laughs) And, and I try to live like, you know, I'm an adult, but, and I have my responsibilities, but I try to live like I I'm pretty youthful and I like being that way because I, there was a time when I was taking life too seriously. And when I was like 22 years old, I was living my life like I was a 40 year old woman Mm. and I was very unhappy and I wasn't being creative. And then, you know, I was working hard and trying to just make a living. And then I was like, you know what? I'm a kid still. I should enjoy my life. And, and as long as I have this youth inside of me, I need to share it with the world and it's still there. So (laughs) I'm just, that you know, I feel like that is one of you know one of the reasons I was put on this planet. And, and kind of speaking, it's, speaking to sharing your youthful soul, you are a preschool teacher, correct? I am. So you're around yes. youth all the time. All the time, all day, uh, all day, every day. You know, I I'm with my little ones at work, and then I come home and I paint, and then I go and do it again the next day. <laughs> I, they they inspire me. Um, it's it's different now. Some of the I've noticed things like some of the cartoons that I grew up with are irrelevant to like these new kids. Like they don't even know who Winnie the Pooh is, and that's wow. crazy to me because like Winnie the Pooh was plastered all over the place when oh, I was yeah. a kid. I used to say, "Oh, <laughs> bother!" All the time. Eeyore was my yeah, favorite person. Like, yeah, I, I was Eeyore in fourth grade because he always got his tail ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were important. Like, no, they just missed the boat on that one. So, oh, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I get that glimpse of the, that new generation, and that's kind of cool. So, so how do you kind of, so how do you kind of like, cope with that or feel like that relationship is i mean like you said i mean we're we're adults now and since you were a 90s kid we can kind of assume we're probably all of us are probably around the same age and uh-huh. which you've been a preschool teacher and also interacting with even other children around that age how do you try to even find that balance between like you know your spongebob you know, because SpongeBob really ain't got nothing on nineties cartoons anymore. No, I mean, no. he's, yeah. he's not modern life. Oh, oh no, dude, I dude, mean, don't, don't do that. Wipe the floor with him. So, uh, so, how are you able to even relate to them? Uh, especially like what you said earlier, you're still a kid at heart, uh-huh. but you're not like that well, generation kid at heart. Yeah. So, well, the thing that I've noticed is uh, with children, they are attracted to the bright colors, regardless if they recognize the characters. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's kind of funny because some of the characters that I like to use have come back in pop culture. Like, for example, the little ones, they know who Pikachu is. But, like, kids who are probably, like, 10 years old now, Pikachu isn't as important to, like, the two- to five-year-olds now because we've had Pokemon Go. And, you know, now there's Pokemon toys everywhere. They, like, get to see that. And I think that, you know, I like to show these cartoons to the kids to like 
give them some appreciation yeah. for. I mean, because these cartoons weren't just like, you know, there's shows that I just can't watch that come on Cartoon Network. Like, they're so silly and they just yeah. don't really have any purpose. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but like these shows, like I regularly watch Tay Arnold like every single week. Yeah, that was like because there was always some kind mm-hmm. of you know they had some kind of drama going on, or you know there it was always something interesting. And uh, I, I mean, it's crazy that I, as I grew older, like my love for cartoons would become what it is now because that wasn't ever expected. Well, but I, it's kind of a it's yeah. kind of cool to see how it's playing out. Well, I think that's really cool. And I think that's also kind of just, you know, finding like who you are deep down inside, you know, regardless of how society, you know, tries to force you to become an mm-hmm. adult and everything. Uh, there's nothing yeah. like just living to like who you really are. If you are a person, regardless of how old you are, and you still have a love for, you know, cartoons or video games or whatnot, you know, don't be ashamed of, you know, who, shoot, you, are, yeah, who yeah. you are. And I think that's really cool that you're able to express this through uh, just even your paintings and your art style and so happen to be ch- uh, teaching preschooler and young children as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's really awesome. it's, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, I feel like we all should just, you know, not take everything too seriously. Yeah. I've noticed that when I do show people my art, I, I mean, online it's different because I'll get, uh, I'll get an, a message or an email or a comment but when I'm in person, I can see, like, when someone looks at my art at a showing or, you know, if they come to my house, I can see, like, a child come over them. Like, they become, like, childlike, and it sets them back, and they're just like, oh, wow, I haven't thought of, you know, Doug funny in years. Oh, and then, yeah, you know, funny. they they're able to, like, step back and be a kid again. Mm. And that's really, that's, like, the goal for me is, to just you know remind everyone of our youth and how happy we were and how easy it was to just you know smile just live yeah i think that i think that protects your soul in a sense because you it's not getting jaded when you were sitting there and you're i mean and now with phones social media people turn to their phone more so than interaction and you yeah. used to be immersed in the show so you could run to school the next day or go down the street and talk to your friend and be like, man, did you see what Skeeter did with Doug? And, oh, when is <laughs> yeah. Doug, Doug going to tell Patty he likes her? And then Roger, I hate Roger. <laughs> Roger's just a yeah, fucking exactly. asshole. <laughs> but, I mean, y- y- there's not too many things that encapsulate that. And I know now we're on a, a big cultural boom where there's anime is embraced a little bit more, and so, is, so are comics. But And then people mm-hmm. are kind of rekindling their love for things that they hadn't read since they were kids. But still society kind of shuns that a little bit like no you can't do that speaking to what you and richard both said you have to work this nine to five and you have to do that and that's that's for your kids that's okay if you do that with your kids but as an adult that's weird and and you just need to be who you are and live back in that world because i remember every day something with scooby-doo something with doug something with rocco's modern life filbert heifer yeah these were those are my cousins as far as I was concerned. <laughs> exactly. Man. They were constant. And it's like we had a, like our TV culture mm-hmm. and how much I know my mom would try to get us to not watch TV too mm-hmm. much. It's nothing compared to cell phones and iPads oh. and, you know, all the distractions that children of today have. So it's like I'd rather be a television kid. Exactly. <laughs> the, than to to have an iPad in this day and age, but that's I'm just I'm on the other side now. I've realized recently, uh, 
how I've, you know, I have aged and I am on the side where I'm just like, you know, put the cell phone away. <laughs> let's <laughs> just, let's enjoy the show. We don't have to record everything. Exactly. That's, That's what I tell them. I say, do you know when I was your age, a cell phone was as big as your head? Phones were yeah. a thing. Like, I didn't know who was on the other side of this phone until I picked it up and talked to him for a minute. Or you'd have it to was wait. caller ID. We didn't even have caller ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah mean, like this, was... like, star, uh, what was it? Before star 69, it was uh, star si- 67. Then, yes. Mm-hmm. Star 6-7 to block the number, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, see, so. <laughs> that was a nice, you playing prank call with your, <laughs> you got to push your yeah. star 67. Mm-hmm. That was some good nights. And I, I learned how to do that from my grandma because people would call the house all the time and she didn't want to answer nobody. And she's like, hello, this is Maggie's Whorehouse. Or she'd be like, this is this is Federico's Tacos and just be doing stuff. So, I mean, but it was a lot more interesting back then to do that stuff. Now, if you get a blocked number, I'm like, uh-uh, nah, that, y'all just yeah. trying to fucking scam me or do something i ain't picking up no phones oh, man. yeah it's like unknown up uh, not getting an answer and those private ones if you're if it says private on there or or no no y'all ain't got y'all ain't getting me i just saw get out i'm not uh i'm not taking no chances so, uh, i haven't seen get out yet oh, you i haven't. haven't either oh man get out is phenomenal jordan peele did his shit that was a good movie and i was just watching a recent um youtube video where the I forget her name, like Amy, whoever the actress was. She said it was very hard to sell that movie because <laughs> it was mainly about escape, not escaping, but being escaping from this, white people, <laughs> being at the center of attention, like being out of place, being in a place where you feel out of place and showing that black perspective, but also saying this isn't not all white people are bad. This is a specific group of people that are fucking bad. Yeah. And this is the worst yeah. of that situation and how he makes it. It's like every fiber of your being is telling you to leave, but you don't leave because it's not socially acceptable to leave in a situation like that because it could make other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I want—I really do want to see that movie. I, I... Yeah, it's a good movie. You just have to go into it and have fun. And then, like, look at that perspective. Us being black, we can see that perspective, but actually look at the world that Jordan Peele created. It's a great movie. Check it out. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Dave Chappelle special? I saw the first one. I have not seen it. Oh, Dave Chappelle killed it. He's the best. He killed Richard. I I rewound that shit so many times. I was laughing. I still haven't uh, seen the second episode, and there's a third one coming later this year. And it is. Yeah. He's in rare form, dude. Well, I'm I'm going to. I have to finish Iron Fist, and then I'm going to jump on to that David uh, Chappelle. Have you watched any Netflix uh, Marvel series, Diana? I have not. I everyone tells me I need to see Luke Cage. Mm, boy, if you do, you like coffee? Because by the end of well, that show, you love coffee. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. I just sometimes I get like caught up in a show for a little while, and then I'll yeah. just like slowly but surely move on. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. It's obvious. It's no mystery. But when I moved here, I started watching Nashville. Because I was like, I want to see what this show's about. And it's kind of soap opera-like, but I got into it. So I've been watching, like, I just caught up to Nashville. So now I'm like, oh, what do I want to do next? And it might be Luke Cage. Like, what season (laughs) is Nashville on right now? Uh, five? Season five, I think. It feels like that just flew by. Well, they have, like, 22 episodes per season. It's a really long show. Damn, dude. I don't know if I'm going to catch up on that one just yet. That might be like an installation. I have to do first season and wait a little bit. 
But I remember <laughs> that show, they were doing the commercials for it, and it had, uh, doesn't it have the girl that played on Heroes, that played Claire on Heroes? Yes. Yeah, she's yes. in there, and then... Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, and she is a little catty in the in the commercial that oh. I saw. Oh, she's, she's definitely bitchy <laughs> McGee on that show. Bitchy <laughs> McGee. <laughs> Hashtag bitchy McGee. There we go. <laughs> now, we've been talking about you being an artist. When did um, you becoming a model come into play? Well, the modeling, that's the funny part. That's the, the you know, when life chooses you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I was a very big tomboy growing up. Um, hmm. I never wore makeup. I definitely wore parachute pants and big yes. T-shirts every day in high yes. school. Like, that was me. And then I kind of uh, grew into myself, you know, that beautiful thing called puberty. And uh, <laughs> a few years later, after high school, I was asked if I wanted to shoot, have a photo shoot. And I had shot one before with this uh, rock and roll promotions group I was a member of in the in the early 20s. Well, I was still a teenager, so it was a, a little while ago. But um, that photographer, he was you know, he liked, he thought I had a good look. He was like, let's get some work done for you. So I did a shoot with him and then I, uh, I liked it. It was pretty easy for like, for me. I thought modeling took a lot more work to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of, from there, I started booking shoots. Someone would see a picture and ask if I wanted to shoot or, uh, I got asked on MySpace a lot in the beginning of time <laughs> when MySpace, MySpace. existed. The MySpace. Yeah. Wow. You were a coder? Yeah, my... Did you code your own I page? Was, oh, I had a great MySpace. Oh, my gosh. No, I had this. I was, okay, so in high school, I was ASB president. Oh, and okay. I would get favors done because I was ASB president. <laughs> so it was really cool. And this girl, Sarah, she um, she actually was good at coding. So she asked me one day, like, how would you want your MySpace to look? And I was just like, you're going to hook up my MySpace? <laughs> so she ended up, like, giving me a, a glittery cursor and, oh, like, yeah. a Bon Jovi background. And, like, I had a great, awesome playlist on there. It was a bet. <laughs> and, like, all my favorite bands and cartoons. Man, I... It still exists. I never deleted MySpace. So it's still there. That um, is so weird. Though. I mean, not not that's a good thing. It's a but time it's... capsule. There's like a yeah. day my face died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, where did my tangent take me? I can't. I can't even remember. Uh, no, where no. I was it, yeah, it's okay. You were just talking about your modeling. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah. yeah. So I would get asked on my face if I would, you know, if I modeled. So after a while, I was just like, I guess I should probably do it. And uh, and then I and then it just became something that I do Regularly. when it when when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's just it's different because it's not really something I uh, saw yourself do. Had my heart set on doing like yeah. ever because I was very much not the kind of girl to wear heels <laughs> and a corset ever. And then I became that girl, and then I got gigs. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Uh, hey, let me ask you yeah. this question real quick before we uh, dabble too much into your modeling and everything else. Uh, where can our listeners go to actually find some of your artwork? Do you sell your artwork? 
Yes, I do. Um, I have an Etsy store. Etsy. If, if you go, sorry, yeah, I the, can't help you. Etsy, Etsy's the best. They're the, it's the best. Um, my website is Diana Dewop, D I A N A D O O W O P dot com, and there's a link on my website for my shop. And then you can also see there's also modeling photos and artwork and blogs and like all kinds of just little random things. What does it it normally cost to commission work from Diana Duop? Um, It depends. It it depends on the size. Uh, It depends on the, what exactly uh, someone wants me to draw and paint. Luckily I can, I, I'm, I've got the skill to just draw anything. <laughs> I don't know what it kind of came out like overnight. And, um, but so I don't know my, it's kind of hard for me to like price things because yeah. I want art to be affordable if people want art. Yeah. Um, but my paintings, they range from, I mean like $25 to, 700 it just depends on what it is it depends on how much time it takes for me to do the piece it's uh uh materials uh mm-hmm. and also the passion that goes into it yeah yeah because i you know it's very hard for me to let something go if it's sentimental if it's got sentimental value and i feel like the person who wants to buy it doesn't really have like they're not appreciating it. They're not putting it. Yeah, in. like they're they don't really have like the interest as much. So I try to be careful there because I'll I mean I'll I'll sell something low because I feel like you're a cool person and like you came up to me and talked to me and we had a good conversation, you know. See. So that's what Yeah, that's what but I I, I mean now. I have things that are like <laughs> bare, you know, the minimum prices or like the buttons that I have, those I sell for 5 bucks. So I make buttons out of the paintings that I have. <laughs> um and they're I'm actually going to make some today. Awesome. So uh I make some buttons and that's like something easy and wearable art for people to have cuz yeah. I love to wear art. Um no, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that, we, me and Richard might have to talk to you. We might. Oh yeah, definitely. I, might, I, uh, I have a room here at the studio that needs some art. We got one artist that is. Uh, we just purchased some artwork from, and um, you know we're always trying to just you know support you know passion. Yeah, passion and and and, lo- and you know small creatives because uh, yeah. I, I think they look like really really fly. And plus, it's '90s cartoons and. I yeah. mean, me and Elijah, we're yeah, we're, we're ninety. Yeah, 90s. we were eighties babies, but <laughs> we were we, technically eighties baby, yeah. late eighties baby. Yeah, well, you were kind of like yeah. mid eighties baby, eighty six. Yeah, yeah, so, old ass. You know, Thund- <laughs> Thundercats, yeah. He Man, Transformers. Yeah, it was like, way before my time. Whatever, you, <laughs> Rich. I'm thirty. Richard twenty nine. He's fucking bullshitting, folks. You know, you know how Richard does when it comes to age. <laughs> but let's uh, let's do. Yeah, this. definitely. I mean, if you guys, you guys are always just. Hit me up and let me know. Um, we will. I'm always, I'm always, always around. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's take a quick pause for the cause, and we'll be back with the pop culture Pegasus, Diana Duop. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, this is Mike Stojic with the Make It A Double Podcast. We talk everything booze, spirits, history, mixology, and the people and stories that make it all great. You can find us on Facebooks. You can find us on the Instagrams. You can find us on the uh, the Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere, all the podcasting platforms, we're going to do it. All right, hey, this is Turn On The Game, the podcast. I'm Frog. I'm Justin. I'm Chris. I'm Philip. We are Oklahoma-based podcast consisting of four young men commentating on the sports world. Our show will also cover the latest and current events related to sports locally and nationally. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Turn On The Game podcast at Turn On The Game. You can follow us at Twitter at Turn On The underscore game and on Instagram at Turn On The Game. And be a part of the show and email us at Turn on the game four at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Black and Studios. It's game time, fellas. Turn on the game. We're, we are back from break now. Keep going. But we're back from break, dude. I know. I thought you were going to lead into no, the next. Your, I thought you had a question. Go for it. <laughs> so, be, besides being an artist, oh, I did and have a, a model, question, dude. Exactly. Okay. See, this All is right. what happens. Let's go ahead and clear the air now. Uh, earlier, Elijah was telling me like a, a brief description of who you are, and he used the word. What was it doula? Doula. Yeah. Doula. Doula. I thought you put like yeah. something else in front of that. Birth doula. Birth doula. Can you give myself and the listeners an explanation of what is a birth doula? Yeah, definitely. So um, a birth doula is like a birth support, a birth partner, a birth coach um, that is hired to assist in a pregnancy and a birth and also do pre- uh, postnatal work um with a mother who is going to be having a baby so um i know every doula does her job a little differently um my practice is based on um promoting natural healthy births to give help give the mom the best birth story that she's imagined and you know trying to make her dream of childbirth come true. So, uh, there's, there are too many women who have horrific labor stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel bullied by doctors. They feel pressured into C-sections and epidurals and things that they really don't want. Mm-hmm. And, and part of my job is to be that person who can make sure those things that the mother wishes happen. You know, so if they're like, oh, no, we're going to give her an epidural. Well, no, we actually planned to have a natural birth. You know, I have that's that's my role. Um, I also help with nutrition during pregnancy, um, exercise. I can teach a little bit of pregnant yoga, things like that. Okay. Okay, that's cool. I've actually heard of that from uh, one of our other shows. They had a couple of uh, natural birth uh, mothers. Uh, I can't remember their names. That came down, and they talked about the experience of doing more natural birthing. Or birthing. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. Hmm. Yeah, and it's really uh, it's it's a really cool thing to do. I I've been around birth a lot. I have nine nieces and nephews. Um, I 
have a lot of friends who've had children in the last 10 years. So I have had some experience for sure. And uh, I, there's just something magical about birth that I've always loved. It's just, it's the, it's the most intimate moment in your life, you know, get, being, getting, becoming, uh, you know, being alive, being born is the most intimate moment you'll have with that, you know, with your mother or right. your father, you know, everyone who's there and like everyone sees you for the first time and that should be special. Yeah. Every time that should be a great, that should be a moment that that mother wants to tell that story for the rest of her life. Yeah. So part of my job is to make sure that that happens. And and you're a California native. So you've been a birth doula both in California and now in Nashville, correct? Yes. And do you, so, do you have uh, anything lined up right now? Yes. I actually have two births. Um, they're both due in April. Uh, and one's the 13th and one is the 25th. So, uh, very close. (laughs) Yeah. So late. So I, I took a trip to LA and new Orleans, um, these last three weeks, but I had to, you know, get back because it's now we're within like the last month. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have to be here, but in it, and, you know, things are changing, things are happening, and it's pretty exciting because we're going to have babies soon. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah, thanks. I'm super excited. <laughs> with with these experiences, have you ever had to, you know, just take a drink afterwards after the baby's here? You're like, okay. That was, that was a oh, tough yeah. night. That was, that was a tough yeah, night. usually, you know, the first thing I've done after um, a labor is take a nap. Because <laughs> you never know. It could be from... The four hours, you know, those those crazy, like, the stories you hear where labor is just really quick and they have the baby. Mm-hmm. Or it could be 28 hours. You just never know. So you want to get some sleep afterwards, for sure. And this kind um, of, that kind of leads into my next question, because you are a badass bass guitarist. You're in a band with your boyfriend. And yes. you're also... Where you go back and forth with this rock and roll podcast, do you ever bring in your bass and you know shred it up a little bit for the mothers as they're they're in labor? Uh, <laughs> That'd be so badass. <laughs> that I I could do that if they requested that. I could have a bass with me and uh, play some little bass solos <laughs> while the labor's going on. Yeah, but yeah. See. I'm, we, I might be calling in your services at some point whenever I have a kid. Be like, you know what? I want to. I just want to rock out. I want some earth, wind, and fire, if you don't mind. Just Yeah, we'll, doom, we'll jam doom, out. Doom, That's doom, like doom, exactly, doom. I mean, I think music is so important in like life in general. So mm-hmm. like for labor, it's really cool, like what music you choose, or if you choose to have music, you know. When, uh, when, when did you start playing bass? Um, I started, I actually started playing bass a couple years ago. I started playing guitar when I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. which was a number of years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> not too long, but definitely. Um, but, yeah, so I started playing guitar, um, and then I kind of, after, like, age 18, 19, I stopped playing as much because mm-hmm. I, I went to school and I started singing more. Yeah. And um, I picked it up again, like, in college. So... I've always been a musical person. I've always loved having a guitar around. I just didn't really play as seriously 
as I got older. Okay. But now, uh, since John and I have been together, like we'll play music together, and that's really fun. And we have loads of instruments because he's a multi-instrumentalist. So oh, nice. he has uh, all kinds of instruments. Uh, we have about, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the number of guitars that this guy plays. It's really cool. That's real cool. And, yeah. and, and shout out to John. I just got to let you know, I was looking at your Facebook page and y'all's chemistry is just like so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I oh, mean, it's, it's so badass. And uh, he has some like really, really luscious hair too. And- <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a babe. Yeah. His hair is amazing. I love that hair. I'm like, we need to get it insured. <laughs> we can't lose this yeah um yeah he's awesome we're definitely best friends and we've made a big transition together moving to nashville uh we got to take four months to get here which was beautiful oh, and cool. um we've we've been through a lot together in a short amount of time so it's like it's cool to have that best friend yeah, I, I strongly agree to that. Um, so let me also ask you this. Yeah, that picture right there is badass. That's the picture I saw. Yeah. Uh, Elijah looks, showed me a picture of John. And like I was like, yeah, uh, that picture right there looks like he's just like... Ready to fuck the whole world. Man, like, I'm he got like a... Like, like, yeah, all he needs is a hat, and he looks like... Uh, what's that guy's name? I can't no, he, yeah. he, he reminds um, me of the guy from... Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the guy that's on Scandal, that plays Jake. I don't watch Scandal, dude. Oh, what are you doing with dude, your life? Not watching people Scandal. People are always telling him he has an actor's face. So he's always, you know... he just he, He's got a charming face. He looks like he's an... You know, in a movie you saw once upon a time ago, you know. <laughs> so let me ask you this: yeah. Since you did bring up your, your you, you learning how to play, starting guitar or becoming a guitarist when you're 15. What was the type of what bands back then were influence you into music in general? Well, definitely it was the Runaways, the Beatles. Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, These yeah. are all like the big. And I listen to a lot of hair metal and okay. punk oh, okay. music. Uh, when it, I, I spent most of my time when I was a teenager <laughs> listening to songs, reading books about music. I didn't watch TV a lot, so I missed out on like a lot of movies that came out around those times that people make references to like Napoleon Dynamite never saw it um <laughs> I was always watching VH1 and doing you know research on these bands and music and I loved music or I still do but like I was definitely really passionate about listening to music and then yeah. I was like why don't I just play <laughs> and my best friend's dad taught us how to play Eleanor Rigby on mm. a 12-string guitar oh, and wow. I was hooked and then I just I loved it from then on. Every time I try to start like actually sitting down and trying to play the guitar, I I, I go good for a good like fifteen days, and then and then you just fall off. Yeah, no, it's honestly it's, it's a, I'm going to blame the squirrels. It's like the squirrel will <laughs> run across my window, and then I'll just my attention will be completely gone. And I love music too. Like I've always been the person I've listened to a lot of rock. Uh, I'm more listening a lot heavy metal. Um, in my early twenties and late teens, but I mean, music is just a beautiful thing. Uh, it's just a yeah. good way to I- express, express yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Most artists 
are in music or what you hear them say whenever they're being interviewed because the liberation, the freedom to be their self and to be the captain of their own ship. Like we, we talk about all yeah. the time. That's, that's the reason why uh, your art and the way that you're creative, you get to control that. Nobody else can really say, well, this is only worth X amount of dollar, you know, your time doing this and you, there's a lot more value there. And so when you're doing music or art or uh, even with this podcast and you're putting yourself out there, you're creating something and hoping that everybody can appreciate it in its essence. Yeah, definitely. That's like, it's just within creative people, you know, and I think we're all creative, you know, like Mm -hmm. everybody has their thing. And I think that we like we should definitely not deny our those creative bugs once they start biting. So what's your guys? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I I think society is so notorious for trying to kill your dreams. dreams, You know, kill what? Yeah. Especially your creative side. Um, You know, especially talking about. I don't want to get too political on your show. No, but uh, (laughs) but you know, talking about the budget cuts that are going to be taking away a lot of after school programs, a lot of creative programs, and everything like that. It's just completely dumb. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's is really sad because now you're creating yeah. now, now the creativity. They're watching people that are creative because uh, this is why I said if I'm if you're spending all this time and we talk to Ivan and Jarvis on their show, the New Challengers podcast. If you're spending all this time watching somebody on YouTube or watching them do that, uh, hell, even Terry Crews did this. His son was watching video game people play video games on YouTube, and he went out, bought a computer, built them a system so they could play together. To enrich his creativity, mm-hmm. he went online, figured out how to how to make that. It's something that they made together, and now they're playing games and making their own videos together that other people can be inspired by. But that the way that the the society tries to stifle your creativity is just it's, it's really telling of how they feel about themselves. Yeah, it's when I was in high school, they started doing those cuts, and they cut the art at my high school. We had a really great theater program and music program before and when I was coming in the year I was coming in Mm -hmm. they cut it Mm -hmm. and it was just like so depressing you know like how can you take that away from kids who they say the creative adult is a child who survived that's a quote that Mm -hmm. I really like and I always remind myself of that um like why would they take that away I think because they want people to become working class and you know make that money go to school get the debt make the money yeah. you know yeah and that's and, all it is repeat yeah that's all it is oh well you have debt well your children are going to inherit this debt instead of inheriting something that's fruitful and then you know filled with creativity and the essence of who their parent was or their grandparents yeah that's my goal is to have something that my children and their children can enjoy and if it's lucrative, they can <laughs> sell something one day if they need to make the rent, you know, like yeah. I want it, I want it to be there, um, for the future Diana Duop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're, uh, you and your boyfriend play together and you had a band in Cali and you were telling me you had a, a violinist and now you're, yes. you are, you guys are currently searching in Nashville for somebody to kind of fill the void and, and continue that, that rocker band mentality and lifestyle right yes well we we're very uh 
calm and chill uh, <laughs> musicians, but we do, uh, we are looking for people to play with and it would mean nothing but like all the love and peace in the world to John to have a band, like a full band to play with. Because he does everything on his own and he kind of wants to be able to be the front man that doesn't have to do everything. Do everything. And so we're trying to find um, anyone that wants to jam. Uh, we have our own space so people can uh, come through and play some music with us. So if you know somebody that knows somebody I might, in Nashville. I think there is uh, my friend Jesse Allen. Uh, Jesse Allen Horn, he plays guitar, and he's been singing on cruise ships. I don't know if he's back, but he's in Nashville. So that might be somebody I can throw you guys away and see if you guys mesh up well. He's 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 had Yeah, a, definitely. He's actually from Cali as well, and then he moved to Oklahoma. I think he grew up in Oakland, moved to Oklahoma, and now he's out that way. And he got tired of people trying to fight all the time, and he's just you know wants to be chill and make music. So it sounds like it might be a, a good fit if I can get a hold of him. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, uh, John is online at GQ Baby Jesus. Oh. Um, GQ Baby Jesus, <laughs> Baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> GQ Baby Jesus is his uh, social media. Uh, he's on every platform by GQ Baby Jesus, um, or he is JohnGartner dot com. G A R T N E R. One thing I did want to hit on is. Uh, you started, you played guitar when you were 15, you picked up the bass a couple years ago. Did that have anything, did that influence you being on this rock and roll podcast that you're a part of? And what is the name of this podcast? The It's Lawn Friends Energize. Okay, Lawn Friends uh, Lawn Friend is a great rock journalist that uh, was around for a lot of uh the heyday of the rock and roll that we kind of grew up with like guns and roses and Metallica and all these bands. He, he knew them way before when, and he was with them through their careers. So he's really cool. And he's always got some great stories to tell. And how often I know now that you're in Nashville, how often are you on the podcast? Um, well, if I go, if I'm in LA and he's in LA, we'll make it happen. Um, he lives in Las Vegas now. So when he gets to LA, Sometimes I'm not there, <laughs> especially now because I'm I'm a little grounded in uh, Nashville. But um, it'll happen again. There's it's available on iTunes, and you can find Lawn Friend online uh, pretty easily. Um, so the podcast is there, and you can listen to back you know podcasts from before. Uh, he's got all the archives on there too. Uh, really good show. We listen. We talk about rock and roll and play some songs and talk about rock and roll and life and you know spirituality and things and have a good time. Awesome. Sounds pretty cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Good times in L.A., man. <laughs> I want to do. I want to take one more pause for the cause. Then we're going to come back. And I have. I want to talk to you about the representation of media going on right now in society and then we're going to close and give people your information if you guys have open auditions casting calls whatever's coming up so let's take a quick pause okay. for the cause and we'll be back with diana doo-wop thank you for downloading this episode if you're on itunes stitcher podbean 
Google Play Music or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. Live with Diana Duwap, who's been enlightening us. Yes, Got phenomenal the, guest. Man, oh, I give it to you, Elijah. You. You, you've thank been you. coming correct these last couple episodes, hey, man. Oh, I'm over, man. I tell you. Good hey, job, sir. Hey, you know, I gotta, when, when, when creativity is in the air or flipping through Facebook, you just have to grab it like, you know what? I want to say, how long was it that I contacted you, Diana? About a month ago? Uh, yeah, it was about a month. Well, yeah, I posted the video, like, in January, I think it was. Oh, man. See, I was on top of my game, Richard. I see. Good, yeah. good job, dude. Now, this memory, this memory right here, even though I'm 30, it's still working pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to take advantage of that while you can. I know, man. I know. <laughs> uh, one of the, the things I want to ask you is, in today's society, and we've, we've seen all kind of controversy uh, lately, since Richard talked about it earlier, the Iron Fist show. They wanted to know why there wasn't an Asian actor cast as Iron Fist. Is that something that struck you or as an artist, the, the lack of representation for, for black characters in comics and cartoons or just in everyday representation? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it's important to show who we really are. You know, we're not all one color. And yeah. even though... There, we're getting somewhere with that. We're still climbing the ladder to get there. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciate the shows that have had a black character and a black, you know, especially a black female character like uh, Susie Carmichael of Rugrats. Yeah. She was a big character when you think about that show. You know, she was the moral compass. And that oh, yeah. was really cool for me growing up being a little black girl that had my hair and little ponytails like yeah, Susie. Right in there, yeah. I, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. If you're looking for representation in one of the Marvel shows, Luke Cage is it. Luke Cage is yeah. my number one Marvel show just because I can relate to it. Because you have a a black guy that is trying to stay out of trouble, but no matter what he does, and I mean in the heart of Harlem, which Harlem isn't that big as as much as they're making it, but no matter how hard he tries, he gets drawn to the center of it, you know, not because of who he is, but just the way he's trying to live his life, trying to navigate and stay out of the way, which is kind of represented in, in key, uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. So with, mm-hmm. that, with that being said, how hard is it to push black artwork or any any kind of artwork that shows a representation of other culture? Is it is the market right now really accepting of it, or are they still kind of stuck in their ways and saying, we want a specific type of art, and that's it? Well, uh, I think that they're accepting of it. For example, the district attorney of Long Beach bought a Don't Shoot series to put on his desk at work. And I thought that was really cool because I was just like, oh, okay, this is going to be something that people are going to be able to relate to regardless of their background. Because that's one of the things I've noticed. Uh, I've gotten every race. <laughs> There's no one race that is like, oh, I really like that. You know, I really like yeah. that character. That representation of that character is great because that's relevant, you know, and, mm-hmm. 
And, and it's relevant to all of us, regardless of the color of our skin. We have media now that is booming. So, yes, we know about these police shootings and we know about all this stuff. And we carry it with us because it's humanity and, like, we're human. Um, and I think that's why people can relate to it. Mm, yeah. Powerful. Yeah, that, powerful that was very word. powerful. That was very true, though. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, I think if everybody goes in with a more openness because we mm-hmm. saw that in the elections and the way that people were acting. It's like, dude, and I love the people that hang around, especially a lot of military people, because they're like, it doesn't matter you know, what they look like on the outside. We all bleed the same color. So why is mm-hmm. why is it so hard to unify? And I think it's, again, with society, the lack of consequences for actions and the lack of uh, respect or there's a sense of entitlement for what you have. And for these people that actually go overseas or go to war, or even if you're here volunteering just to, you know, there's a group of uh, organizations that actually help support the uh, military wives and husbands here to help them get through it. Mm -hmm. Because every day they're waiting for a call or for somebody to visit them and say that their husband or wife is dead. And it's all because, or primarily the most time, it's because they believe in people's ability to have freedom and there should be unity. So they're going over to risk their lives to do it. And I I think that people should kind of take a step back and just listen to their views and opinions. Like they can practice whatever religion they want here. They can do whatever they want, whatever representation. That's what I fought for. It's not all just about, you know, me going over and killing somebody. It's because I believe that people should have these freedoms. I want my kid to grow up in a society where everybody is valued equally and they can express their talents without having somebody trying to restrict them or restrain them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, we got to save it for our children, you know, like that's why we do any of the stuff we do that we think is going to change the world. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy time to be living in. I call it the post nine 11, you know, that's, that's the era we're in and it's different than before. And we are progressing in a way, you know, we have some setbacks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we can't let it discourage us. We have to continue to grow as a society. We have to stop killing each other. Mm. We have to just start loving each other. And I think that it's possible. I I, want to believe it, you know. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks, from Diana (laughs) Duwap. You motherfuckers out there can just stop. Put down the guns and pick up a controller. Put down the guns, pick up a a pencil, a a paintbrush, and show your creativity. Hell, get behind a mic and talk. Like Me and Richard, for me, I'm I'm an average guy. I talk about some shit that I know about, and then I have quality guests on the show. That's why I do. Yeah, you do a good job with that, too. Oh, thank you. Because I am below. (laughs) 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 But, I mean, it's, it's so easy to start that creativity don't worry about what other people say you know if they're if it's not their deal it's not their deal but continue to strive to be who you are there's only one you in the world and share your gift with everyone yeah that's i couldn't have said it better myself i mean i think that it's very important to let your like everybody has that some kind of creative gene some way or you know some shape or somehow some, you know, there's something that gets you going that you can separate yourself and 
you know, have a clear mind and create something because we all like success and creating something is success within ourselves because you finish something. It's not that easy to finish things. But when you do it, you feel good about yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I know you'd be feeling good when you finish a good episode of editing, Elijah. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? It does. That's why I said I never thought like, that I would be that into producing, like coming up with the commercials and finding, like, that's the song right there. Let's get this level. Hey, Richard, you need to check this out. That's what it, <laughs> it's, yeah, it it's, just feels, it's funny, too. I'll be saying, like, like, oh, so he got something cute to show me. He over here saying, like, hey, you, you might listen to this and tell me what you think. I'm like, okay, you must have did something nice. But it, it is good. Like, even though I think we've, we've both probably and got, oh, man, hundreds of episodes on our belts, mm-hmm. it feels so good completing every single episode. Like, that day that I'm, move, I'm moving that episode to MP3 file, I'm like, ah, accomplishment. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You feel good about yourself because you did something. You know, you finished something. Uh-huh. I felt like she was like my teacher just then. <laughs> she was like, yes, yes, little one. You felt good. You did it. Good job. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that preschool teacher right there. So let's that's, do that's this. That's my favorite thing to say is you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, all day, every day they're learning something new and it's cool. So let's do this, Diana. If you don't mind, go ahead and let our listeners know one more time where they can find your artwork, uh, also uh, your boyfriend's uh, musical uh, endeavors. Gift. Yeah, endeavor. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know. um, and then also, we did get your message about the different song. Or huh, that's yes. funny. The song is called different, but I was yeah. trying to say the different <laughs> song. <laughs> so go ahead and just talk to us a little bit about that as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you can find me online at dianadoowop.com, D-I-A-N-A-D-O-O-W-O-P. Uh, I'm, a bit, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. It's all Diana Doowop or Diana Bird, whatever Diana <laughs> variation pops up. You'll know, you'll know it's me. You'll see the picture. Uh, I had a shoot in L.A. recently with Robert Alvarado, who is, the best pinup photographer that is living today. Oh, cool. um, and he just always kills it. So you'll see a new Alvarado picture. Um, I have an Etsy store on my website. You can also see some of my portfolio and some of my artwork. And I write blogs that are on there. I like to write fiction stories oh, <laughs> as well. Cool. So those, those are on there. Um and my boyfriend, John, you can find him online at GQ Baby Jesus. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got SoundCloud. Um, he's on the Instagram. He's on all the, you know, the outlets. And he's also uh, JohnGartner.com. That's J-O-N-G-A-R-T-N-E-R.com. Um, you can find his music on there and... Uh, if we're ever performing, you can we'll post that on our social media outlets. Um, I have a show. I'm showing some art on April 9th at the Basement East for the Art and Soul Showcase, um, which is going to be a really great show. A lot of soul music, a lot of cool art. Like everyone should come out. It's going to be awesome. Some some really talented ladies are going to be singing. So I would awesome. come out if I were you. That so that's very in that. Nashville. Yeah, Nashville, people in Oklahoma are gonna be like, "Where is it at? We thought it was at the Cox." <laughs> <laughs> but it might. It'll probably be on Facebook Live too. So perfect. Just, uh, um, yeah. So the single "Different" is uh, that's John's single. 
um, it's it's a really great song. It's about being true to yourself. Like, like it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you. Like, be you and be happy to be you. Be goofy if you want to be goofy, and you know, have a good time. Yeah. Uh, that's the single. It's off of his second EP, Tenth Grade. Um, that's available online as well. Okay. Um, and there's also a really cool video uh, that goes along with this music, uh, this song. So oh, okay. you, you can just... find that on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> it's all YouTube. So in the description, folks, and I've been saying this, I don't know how many fucking episodes. <laughs> you should get it by now. But in the description is going to be all the hyperlinks where you can find all this information. And I'm glad you're making that a, a huge issue, dude, because someone asked me that shit. Like, hey, man, I think someone's trying to ask me about uh, something. I can't remember a while back. I was like, dude, it's in the fucking description. Yeah. Just look. Just look in the because we, we the deal like, I don't is, know the shelf top of my head. Go yeah. look in the fucking description. <laughs> we try to make it as easy as possible for you. This is almost like taking a shit and not having to wipe. We'll do it for you. Go to the description. Really it is. <laughs> we, go to the description. Click on the link. It'll take you right there to the song, to any live events we have, anything that's coming up, anime, manga, podcast, cosplay of the week, um, our guest information. Everything is right there for you. Very simple and easy. That way you don't have to miss out on anything. The reason that we have it that way is so when we have a badass guest on the show, you can go ahead and find, follow them, and see what they're up to. Not only just for that day or for that episode, but from here on out. So make sure to go into the descriptions because we put a lot of work into it for you guys. Elijah does. No, let's just keep it going, dude. Okay, I do. You do a great job at it. But you you looked it over and you're like, that's good. I do look it so, over. So he... he he gives me the grade at the end of the day on my work. You guys are awesome. I'm like really happy to have gotten to do this and to have these uh, awesome conversations with you two. Oh uh, no, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's a pleasure for us. Yeah, this, this is a really, this is a, this is like a really good Sunday. <laughs> and we're gonna, you know, we're, I want to try to get you and John back on together, and you're welcome here anytime. Black and Studios, Thank you. the Elijah Bailey Show. See how I did that, Richard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Nice. I know. I see what you're doing there. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, <laughs> we might even have to have you on The Black Box, which was the very first podcast that me and Richard started. And we like to interview entrepreneurs and other people that are creative and have passion and drive. And that kind of bleeds over into this show. So if you're willing to come back on the show and chill out with us, then we want to have you back. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome for sure. Cool. This Thanks. has been great. Uh, Richard, tell the folks where they can find you. They can find me <laughs> without uh, looking. Normally sitting here. Uh, don't okay. Don't fucking do oh, that. Deal do that sound you, All right. Again, it sounds like <laughs> like if you guys haven't heard it, episode seventeen, a superpowered movie podcast. We're going around the table telling everybody where they can find us. And Stone comes breaks out with this fucking nineties dating game. Like you can find me here at Black and Studios every Saturday. I'm like, he did. Dude, that was so funny. That's where I got that from. I didn't even realize it. That's exactly where <laughs> yeah. I probably got it from. Yes. Now, where can people find you on social media? Richard? Uh, Black and Studios. Uh, that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also go to our Nicely done website at blackenstudios.com. I'm, I'm still, you know, doing small touches, but it's done for the most part. And um, yeah, that's about it. Email podcast at blackenstudios.com. God damn it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find anything and everything about The Elijah Bailey Show, go to Facebook to the official Facebook page of The Elijah Bailey Show. Really? Also, yes, really. Huh. And then also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show without the W, that's S H O. Then send your emails to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail.com. Now, I know 
going through your emails, seeing all that fucking spam. I opened up my my email box yesterday. I had four hundred emails. If you don't want any sites, dude. dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, any ninety sites. Hey, I'm you sorry. I, I, I feel right. your pain. Yeah, I, I mean, I've already got my Russian bride. I don't need a Vietnamese bride, a Filipino <laughs> bride. I mean, they keep they on offering. They solicitate your stuff, dude. They, they do. That's what you get. So if you don't want to deal with that, like I don't want to, simply go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a review there, and just hit that subscribe button. That way, you can, you're automatically no, notified every single week when the Elijah Bailey Show drops with our special guest on there. Mm. So thank you again, Diana Duwap, for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. This has been great. I really uh, had a good time. I appreciate you guys. I love your guys' chemistry. So <laughs> thank this you. has been thank fun. You. That made us sound yeah. like a, a couple. I like that. Yeah, and, and, and professional. Like, yes. like hey, you, we got hey, we got chemistry, dude. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> you, you, you got bro chemistry. <laughs> there we go, bro chemistry. So make sure to listen after. What's going to happen now, as soon as we say goodbye, the post-show credits are going to play, and right after that, John's song, Different, his single, Different, is going to play. So make sure to check that out. Listen. You can find the links to that in the description. Go to SoundCloud. And then also make sure to follow Diana Duop and order something from her. Because I know me and Richard will, and we'll post that on all our social media sites when it gets in. So thank- GQ, baby, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Richard. Uh, thank you, sir. And Thank you, guys. This has been the Elijah Bailey Show, and I will catch your ass in the next podcast. All right, folks, this is Elijah Bailey back at the end of the show with everything that you need to know. Again, this is the post credits where I tell you podcast and cosplay of the week along with anime and manga of the month. And this is the last anime and manga of this month. Next show, episode 71, you will have a brand new anime and manga. Let's start with podcast. Podcast of the week is Bodega Boys, which you can find on iTunes. Thesis Nice and the Kid Mero are the Bodega Boys. You can also find them on Twitter at Bodega Boys. Make sure to follow them. This is a funny-ass comedy podcast where they talk about anything and everything under the sun. Cosplay of the week is Death Reckoning. He is a local Oklahoma cosplayer. Actually, he's a friend of a friend of mine. He did a awesome-ass Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier with the silver arm, and he had an amazing Super Android 17. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at death reckoning last but not least anime of the month is gangster which again if you hit that link in the description you can find it on hulu again what happens when you have hoodlums cops hookers prostitutes all of the above you just have to watch and find out and then your manga of the month is from jeremy evans from the gamer stand ragnarok the sword of the dark one Thank you guys for joining the Elijah Bailey Show. This has been another amazing week. Thank you, Diana Duwop. Make sure to stay after this to listen. Her boyfriend, John Gardner, his single, Different. I will catch your ass in the next podcast. Yeah, if I'm different.
Favorite trappers, favorite trappers, suited up and booted up. Oh, this rapper is so dapper, soaking undergarments like they got an overactive bladder. Sick with the flat bill, John the Mad Hatter. Through the looking glass, yo, that ass much fatter. Choice tender picks got me wanting to stab her. Busted in person, whatever, mind over matter. Mean her light skin from bad and her dark skin from bad. And they'll all back it up like the track to the master. The next batter to shatter the blatter. Hex ain't even know she was a squirter. Splatter. Hex ain't even know she was a squirter. Splatter. Ain't even know she was a squirter And I don't really care if I'm different I don't really care if they get in Worst case, nothing's gonna be different Best case, I'm a millionaire misfit I don't really care if they get hit And I'll go out swinging if I whip it Worst case, nothing's gonna be different Best case, I'm a millionaire misfit Oh, Ahead of myself, kinda do give a damn. I cleared space for Grammys on the shelf. I want the women in the teddies. Franklin throws a belt, large and in charge. I play the cards I was dealt. So fly, don't lie, don't deny what you feel. Diamond in the rough, no ice, cause that'll just melt. Olympian or Rebs, Golden Boy, Michael Phelps, Steve sagging in the jeans. Know what I mean? I let my voice be. Yes, I do. I let my voice be. Worst case, nothing's gonna be different. Best case, I'm a millionaire misfit. I don't really care if I'm different. I don't really care if they get it. Worst case, nothing's gonna be different. Best case, I'm a millionaire misfit. Oh, oh. 